come up. And as seems to be tradition when, when Mark's introduced me before, he's said a little joke kind of just to, to set the mood. So I have, I have one for you, Mark. How do you stop your, your car getting stolen? Yeah. This, this, this is such an appropriate joke. You don't even realize yet, but how do you stop your car getting stolen? I don't know, Leon. Tell us. Take her to karate lessons. Oh. <laughs> Come on, you can give him a better cheer than that. That's proper, Leo. Well done, buddy. Sunday school. Like false advertising for the kids. They all ran out, and they're going to find out when they get halfway down the hill. There's no Sundays being made at Sunday school. No banana splits. Always a privilege to partner with you in a, in a meeting, Leal. Thanks, my boy. <laughs> it's great to have the herd here together. <laughs> That's an inside joke from the prayer meeting this morning. If you want to know more about that, please speak to Leal. Thanks to Selvin and the crew. What should we call you this morning, right? Leak and the radiators. <laughs> that was a cool time of worship, right? Just being together. So, yeah, morning. Awesome city lifers here in the in the building with us this morning, and those of you that have joined us um, online um, this morning, uh, we just welcome every single one of you. Um, it's amazing just to be in God's house together and have opportunity uh, to connect with Him. Let's pray over this time as we prepare to hear. Lord Jesus, we we just commit this word, Lord, into Your hands. Holy Spirit, we know there's something that You want to share with Your people today. We open our hearts, we open our spiritual eyes, our spiritual ears this morning to hear only what you would have shared this morning with each one of us, Lord. There's so much truth in your word. There's very little that I or any other man or woman can add to that, Lord. And so we ask, I ask, Lord, that the truth of your word would fall upon spirits that are ready to hear this morning in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen, amen. Yeah, so... Awesome, again, just to have the, the privilege this morning of, of sharing God's Word with you. As I said, uh, thanks again in the absence, see the front row is empty here, uh, to, to Donnie and, and Ronell, just um, opportunity um, to, to, to just say thank you to them and to the leadership team for the privilege to stand. really is something that I enjoy doing. I, I love researching the topic that the Spirit lays my heart this week's one was through conversation with my mom who's watching online. Hi, Ma. Morning. Hi, Ma. Been years since I've been able to do that from a stage. <laughs> and, um, yeah, just be able to research that, think about it, pray into it, and hear what the Spirit is saying about the topic is always um, amazing. It's, it's so incredibly in line with the Spirit that Leal would share a joke about cars um, this morning. He's fast approaching a time in his life where he's going to go through the licensing process, right, Leil, you shared with me this morning that he's not quite there, but pretty soon there'll be a few more gray hairs for Craig and Anna, and the rest of us that might be on the road at the same time as Leil, as he gets uh, for his learners and, and license. So, Leil, I thought of you this morning, bro, this is how appropriate your joke was, the, the little uh, t-shirt over there, please, Arnie. Um, when Leo gets his license, I'm going to buy him this shirt. Some of you will take a moment to catch it. Many of you, like me, will battle and battle. I don't have Vo. I don't have Vo. 
I don't have her. The trick is to say the full name of the fruit that you see on the screen. I got one license, Ma, but I don't have a cardo. <laughs> so your card joke was super appropriate, yeah? Super appropriate, but you didn't even realize that. Special blame this morning to my family for this particular joke. I won't tell you which one of my kids because I don't want to mention Michaela's name. But awesome just to be able to spend time in the Word of God together. Come on, let's get uh, into His Word together. In, in many ways this morning, this is a tough word for me to share with you. In other ways, it's a really easy word for me to share with you. It's, it's tough because if you're not practicing it yet, you might find what I have to share with you this morning particularly challenging. And it's going to be difficult you check some there we go it'll be difficult for me to convince you this morning and in fact thinking about it and praying about it this week is actually not my job to try and convince you of anything this morning it's just to share the truth of God's word let it fall on your ears and your hearts and that you respond or choose not to. That's really in your hands this morning. It's easy in a way because there's evidence of the principles that I'm going to share with you today all around us. It's obvious actually when you see it and you experience it. And so I believe that what I'm about to share with you has the potential, if you will focus and if you'll apply the truth of God's word in this area of your life, this word has the potential to change your life, not just in this world, but the world beyond forever. So I'll start with that. In God's word, there are three antidotes to the three big temptations we'll face in our lives. Only the the, the slide there is integrity, humility, and generosity. Those are the three antidotes to some of the three biggest challenges we'll face in our lives. We, we're not going to have time to get through all three today. Uh, but for homework, go and check those out, man. There's so much in God's word about all three of those. Today, we're going to focus on just one of them. It's a challenging one, as I said. Today I feel led to speak to you about generosity, about the principle of giving and generosity. And so it's such an easy word. Like I said, I looked it up. I Googled it like anyone would. Google's so helpful. Generosity is the act of being generous. Oh, wow. Thank you so much for that deep and insightful explanation. So... Then I looked up, what does generous mean on the next slide? It means showing a readiness to give more of something, especially money, than is strictly necessary or expected. It means larger or more plentiful than is usual or is necessary. Generosity. How many of you know there are literally thousands and thousands of promises in God's word. If you've studied God's word or read any of it, you'll know there's so many promises 
in God's word. In fact, there's around 7,000 according to the biblical scholars. I haven't verified that for myself. When Craig's done reading the book cover to cover again this year, he will verify for us whether there's close to 7,000 promises in God's word. And God says, if you do this, I will do that. If you practice this, I will respond with that. These are, thank you, Darwin. Oh, what's happening on the screen? You're watching me. <laughs> with every promise, there's a condition. Promises for success. Promises for protection, for satisfaction, for your future, for your family, for your finances, for your life's length, and for your blessing. I don't know about you, but I didn't know that the number one thing God has promises about in his word concern giving and generosity. There are more promises connected to generosity and to giving than any other subject in God's word. It seems like he might want to emphasize this to you and I. Perhaps he even knew how difficult it might sometimes be to be truly abundantly generous. Have I offended you already, Damien? <laughs> or he knew that if we just became more giving and more generous, and he emphasized it so much because he knew it would make us more like him, make us more reflective of the Father who is so giving and so generous. And know this this morning, I'm not just talking about generosity with your bucks. Before you close your eyes and ears, because as soon as we talk about money in the church, many do that. But what about your time? What about generosity with your efforts? What about generosity with your talents, your energy, your encouragement, your praise, every area of your life? Basically, how can you and I become less selfish human beings? Because boy, it's easy to be selfish. In their absence, we'll talk about Donnie and Ronaldo, but behind their backs. We can, they're not here today. And if we were to describe them and what they mean to this local church, if I came and chatted to each one of you individually, I'm sure you would notice how thoughtful and how giving they are as a couple. I see heads nodding. Generous with their time. Deeply caring about the well-being of others, except on the soccer field. Willing to share their talents with us. I hear that amen, Alex. Ever willing, even as they are this morning, traveling all the way to Matuba Tuba, and the first message we got was around 4 a.m. Means Donnie was up somewhere around 3 a.m. this morning to hit the road up to Matuba Tuba, sacrifice of time, sacrifice of effort, sacrifice of sleep even, finance, and not just for us in this local church, but for many, many others, cross borders, different provinces, north coast, you name it. They didn't ask me to say this, by the way. <laughs> but they care enough to take us along on that journey. This morning, Marcel and Leith have the privilege of being together. Many of you have been on trips and visits and missions with them. 
teaching and showing and experiencing the joy of being able to give of yourself to others in ministry. And as a couple and as our leaders, I think they model this principle of giving generously so well. So we can be grateful that we can follow after the example that they've set for us. And they are blessed, which is absolutely right. Why? Because God has promised us that. When we give, He will give. So it's not surprising. And the reason for that, Arnold, is generosity is love in action. Generosity is love in action. You see, you and I can give, we can give without loving, but we can never love without giving. You see, if I tell Mish, and by the way, she sent her love this morning. We haven't had a fight today. Uh, she's up in Joburg this week with her mom and her cousin and her aunt. They've got opportunity to have a mom and daughter's trip away. So um, that's really cool. But if I tell Michelle uh, I love her, but I invest none of my time in her, I never compliment her. None of my effort and energy is directed towards the things she enjoys doing. None of my skills and abilities are focused on her and what she wants done. And none of my hard-earned money goes her way. It doesn't matter how much I say I love her. She will not feel loved. Because love is giving. And it's the same with our families. It's the same with our kids. If I'm not generous with my children, I don't love them. Why? Because love gives. For God so loved that he gave. This is an expression of God the Father himself giving us Jesus, his son, to die for our sins. God loved so much that he gave. So generosity is simply love in action. If I'm not a generous person, I'm not a loving person. Done. Finish and clear. There's no debate. Don't drift off now. I see some thousand yard stairs already out there. Love is about giving. Lust is about getting. Lust is about getting. And the world, by the way, is completely confusing the two. You listen on the radio, oh, another sweet love song. Oh, that's so amazing. Did you hear it, Mike? You make me feel like a natural woman. <laughs> you make me feel. That's lust, not love, because it's focused actually on me, not on you. Love is about giving, lust is about getting. And so if you do a major study of the Bible, as Craigie's busy with, um, and you count words, the word believe in the different translations, it's an important word in the Bible, right? Believe. Cracks roughly 272 mentions from cover to cover. Believe. That's a big one. What about prayer or pray? Important one, right? 
cover to cover in the Bible, 371 mentions of the need to pray. We better pray. What about love? That's a biggie, Mike. It's got to be bigger than believe or pray. It is. 714 times the word love is mentioned in the Bible. What about give? How many do you reckon? You got believe, pray, love in the hundreds? Give. More than love? 2,162 mentions of generosity in the Bible. And so there's my title slide, quick run through of the 2,162 mentions of generosity in the, in the Bible. <laughs> God is a giver, amen? God is a giver, amen? He gives. Everything we have in our lives is a gift from God. Think about it. If God wasn't generous, we would have nothing. He's given you the air that you're busy sucking right now without a mask in this meeting. Breath, sunlight, opportunity to earn bucks comes from Him. Everything we have comes from God. And God wants us to learn to be more like Him. Loving and giving. Question this morning, fundamental question for you to ask yourself as you sit there now is, do I want to be more like God? Do we want to be more like God? Or are we okay with being less like Him and more like the world? Tight-fisted, I earned it, it's mine, I'm going to hang on to all I've got. Watch me win. So the point I want to drive home this morning, and we're going to focus on the real title slide, Arnie, is a 12, okay? 12 benefits of generosity. And before we kick off with number one, a couple disclaimers. I had the blessing growing up of parents who beat this, no, drum, no, modeled this for me from a young age. And really, it's a blessing. It's an inheritance for my family and I. I get that. It is probably, as a result, much easier for me to naturally practice what I'm going to preach to you today. Because I learned it as a young boy and I watched it modeled and I saw the success of it many, many times over in my school years, my teenage years, my young adult years. So I get it. This is easy for me to share with you. It would be, I understand, much more difficult for me to change that behavior later in my life when my habits are far more established than having those habits molded early on. So first disclaimer, I acknowledge that. I'm not going to show off this morning. I'm not going to claim to be something amazing because I know I haven't walked the same road as you to get to the point where you are this morning. I want to share the truth of God's principles as I've understand them in my own life, what it's meaning for my family and I right now today in this moment and how much I think it can bless and change your world if you'll apply it differently. This is also, second disclaimer, not meant to create condemnation or heaviness for anyone, online or in this room. If you feel that, it's not from God, it's not from Mike, it's not from us here at City Life, don't pick it up. That's from the enemy. There is therefore now no condemnation, right? So this is not meant to condemn anyone. 
And this local church, disclaimer number three, is already blessed. Thank you, Lord. It's already blessed. Donnie shared with me this week excitedly just what he's been seeing in terms of how different families in this local church, how the church itself, this four walls church, I can't say it like that this time, Neil, uh, is being blessed by God in terms of giving and finances. Not surprising again because we have such a giving mentality in the church itself, right? So these are principles we practice. We have the privilege to practice as a family. And I'm not this morning asking you to consider doing something that I'm not already doing myself. Okay, disclaimers, end, out the way. Principle number one, generosity honors God. Generosity honors God. We say it often from this pulpit, from this stage, when we worshiping God with our finances, giving is an act of worship. And you know what it acknowledges? It acknowledges everything that I have. Everything I have comes from you, God. Everything. What a blessing, right? So giving is part of my worship. 2 Corinthians 9 verse 13. You will be glorifying God with your generous gifts. And your generosity will prove that you are obedient to the good news of Christ. Do you want to honor God this morning? What does he say? Be generous. Done. That's it. You've honored God. Proverbs 14, 31. But he or she <laughs> who is generous to the needy honors God. Principle number one. You want to honor God? Give. If you want to honor God, give. Number two. We're going to go through these 12 quickly. There's 12. Hold on to your seatbelt. Principle number two, generosity draws me closer to God. Draws me closer to God. Why do you think that is? Well, think about it. Wherever I invest my time, my money, my effort, my energy, my talents, whether that's a new business plan, whether that's a golf swing, whether that's a relationship, or maybe a car, Lil. Sleep for some people. <clears throat> Where are you investing your time, your effort, your energy, and your bucks? Wherever that is, is the thing you're going to get closer to, right? So generosity takes me closer to God. When I invest in God and His work, point one, it honors Him. But secondly, it draws me closer to Him. It shows Him that He's attractive to me. Deuteronomy 14 23, the purpose of tithing is to teach you to always put God first in your lives. Tithing is a tenth first, giving God the first fruits of your increase first. Says what? Says God, you are most important. God, you are number one. God, it all came from you and this is yours, so I'm giving it back to you. In fact, I pay my tithe because it belongs to him. I didn't give it, I paid it. Different principle, we'll discuss that one day. So what does Jesus say, Mike? Matthew 6, 21. Where your, you know it, treasure is, there will your heart be also. 
If your treasure is in your bank account, guess where your heart is also? Or it's in your business. Or it's in that relationship that you're worshiping and spending time, effort, energy, and all your focus on. Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Said differently, wherever you put your time, where you put your money, where you put your effort, where you put your devotion, there will your heart be also. So if you want to honor God, if you want to get closer to Him, give to Him and give to others. Generosity draws me closer to God. Okay, point three. Hope this is helpful. Generosity makes me more like Jesus. And you'll see an alternating picture there in the background. Somewhere between, for God so loved the world, as you'll see in the background, that he gave his only son, Jesus, and our hearts of giving in the other background that you see along the way, right? We have been saved because of the generosity of God and his son, Jesus. Amen. So the most generous person in history is Jesus. Why do you say that, Mike? He came as God from heaven, <clears throat> lived a perfect life, and died. He chose to give his very life for us. Anytime I give, anytime I give, I'm modeling that. Generosity, it makes me more like Jesus. Every time we give, our hearts get bigger. Proverbs 21, 26. The greedy... Not you or I, godly people. The greedy always want more. But the godly love to give. <laughs> Don't let that condemnation thing rest on you, right? Or me, Lord, please. The greedy always want more. The godly always love to give. The more godly you become, the more generous you are. The more generous you are, the more you can complete the preach this morning. Come on, work with me. Godly, you'll become. Luke eleven forty one. Purity, purity is best demonstrated by generosity. How many of you have children? Any of you got kids? Your own, maybe family, you're exposed to kids, yeah. For me, this is the best depiction of trying to show us God's generosity. You take your kids, your grandkids, your mates' kids, I don't know, whoever. You take them in the car. You go for a lacquer drive to McDonald's drive through And you buy your child a burger and chips, fries. Show us, Arnie. Whoa. Those lacquer, warm, juicy, salty fries. And you're driving home in the car. The car is filled with the smell exactly, exactly, Auntie Jean. It's filled with the smell of chips, hot chips, as we say locally, chips. Give him a chip. Hot chips, it's filled with chips. And you reach over. And you, in the packet, and you take one of Maddie's, I mean, one of your child's chirps. And he says, what? No, dad. These are my chirps. You can't have any of my chirps. 
And as a parent, you immediately have three thoughts. Yeah, I can see a couple of families identifying with that this morning. Three quick thoughts as a parent. Number one, my child has forgotten that I am the source of all fries. (laughs) He would have zero chips if it wasn't for me, not even one. I brought him here. I drove around. I placed the order. I paid for the chips. And now I want one. And there's a problem. One chip. One. No chip. Number two, he doesn't realize that I could take them all away instantly. No more chips for a month. Or I could give him a truckload of chips. Because I'm the source of all fries. I'm totally in charge here, and he's not. Number three, I really, really don't need his chips. I don't need them. If I feel like it, we can turn back or go buy myself the family box of fries for me. I mean, I'm able to do that as a parent with access to some bucks. And so really the only principle as a parent that we're trying to share in that moment is it's cool to share. It's nice to be unselfish. Try that between siblings. Even more fun. And so I think God, it's a beautiful expression actually of God giving to us all that we have. Number one, he is the source of all that we have. It wasn't yours before you were born. You can't take it with you when you die. Whatever you have during this lifetime, you're going to caretake for a few decades if you're blessed, and then you leave it all behind. It's all his anyway to be passed on to the next, and after that, the next, and after that, the next, in whatever measure he's chosen. He can give it, and he can take it away to teach you the principle of selflessness or reduce selfishness just as you might do with a bag of chips with your kids and he doesn't need your money he doesn't need your potato chips he owns it all anyway he needs your heart and his longing is that your and my heart can be just like his generous and open and willing to give and willing to to share. So you want to be more like Jesus this morning? The principle is give. Number four, how's this one for the world that we live in? Generosity is the cure for materialism. What's materialism all about? Getting, getting, getting the latest, the greatest, the freshest model with the most features and keeping, keeping, keeping it for as long as it works before it breaks. Hanging on to it for me. Get all you can and hang on to it. Hoard it. Store it. I need more for me. I need more for me. So when you think about that, the only cure for materialism is to give. 
the only cure for materialism is to give. You might say to me this morning, Mike, I'm not materialistic. I'll say to you, if you're not generous, you are. Because the only antidote for materialism is to give. When last did you give? To someone who needs it more than you. Every time we give, we break the grip of materialism on our lives. Matthew 6, verse 24. Jesus speaking. No one can serve two masters. You will either hate the one or love the other. You'll either be devoted to the one or despise the other. No one, you, me, Mike, no one can serve both God and bucks. No one. So we live in this constant consumer-driven culture, right? Social media, oh my word, go onto your browser and search something. Facebook will show you that thing for the next in the blank i don't know how long weeks every time you something pops up it's going to be that thing these days you don't even need to search for it you can talk about it your phone is listening and you'll be like yes he added the facebook note to show me the instagram brought up the everything has been pushed to us constantly stuff you didn't even know you needed yesterday is very important today i need that thing there's this consume, consume, consume. I love the word consumer. It's exactly what we are, consuming for ourselves. Consumer culture. 1 Timothy 6 verse 17 and 18. Command those who are rich. Before you switch off this morning, when I say those who are rich, if you have change in your purse or your wallet this morning, you're in the top 8% of people globally. 92% of people, according to recent studies, don't even have cash money. Top 8%. Command those who are rich, that's you and I, not to be arrogant. There's that other word from the three this morning, humility. Humility, integrity, generosity. Nor to put their hope in worldly wealth, which is so what? Uncertain. Rather to put their hope in God, who richly provides, richly, oh, richly provides everything for your enjoyment. What a dad. He just wants to give to you. And as he gives to you, he, all he says is, just share a bit. And you know what's so lacquer? The more you share, the more you become a conduit where he says, hey, I can give this Oki more chips. Because the more chips I give him, the more people are going to get chips. Because he or she is a sharer. The more you hoard and close your fist around it, completely contradictory to worldly principles, the more you close off that tap or that funnel for God's giving. Enjoyment. I love that word in that scripture. Right, so you want a cure for materialism this morning? Give. There it is. Number five, quickly. Generosity demonstrates my faith. It's a pretty obvious one, actually. It demonstrates my faith. Why? It shows trust in God. It shows that I believe He can do more with it that I'm giving than I can do by hanging on to it myself. 2 Corinthians 9, verse 13. Your giving proves 
or disproves the degree of your giving proves the reality of your faith. Philemon, Philemon, however you choose to say it, 1 verse 6, you are what? Generous because of your faith. Stinginess for me, hanging on to what we've got, is caused actually by unbelief, a lack of faith. If I give this away, I may not have enough. Therefore, I must hang on to it. Faith says, if I give, God will bless more and I'll have more than enough. So I trust in you, Lord, not hanging on to this. You said give, so I'm going to give it away. Actually, by hanging on, look at some of those really wealthy people that you know. By hanging on and trying to manage it, we introduce what? Anxiety, worry, doubt. Is there going to be enough? Is it going to be safe in that investment? Is the bank going to steal my money? Is there someone coming to shut down my business? What is it? We introduce anxiety and worry and doubt by hanging on to it ourselves. So, fantastic. You've got 100% of it. All the best with controlling all the factors you've got no control over and closing the tap for God to be generous towards you. It's doof. Sorry, we're allowed to say doof. We said stupid last week, I think, so that was, this is the Afrikaans version of that one. One of my personal favorite scriptures, and we're chatting through lots about this as a family very recently, as we just continue to see God's amazing provision in our lives, is Malachi 3, verse 10. I love the scripture. I love it. One of my top three easily in the Bible. Malachi 3, verse 10. God dares you. He dares us to put our trust in Him. Imagine the creator of the universe that has control over everything and owns everything, dares you. Malachi 3, verse 10. Bring your whole tithe, that tenth we spoke of, into the storehouse, that's the temple where you worship, that there may be food in my house. And what? I dare you. Only place you'll find it in the whole Bible. Read it, check. Test me in this, says who? The Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates. Can you imagine what that looks like? If you've ever seen a dam in flood, speak to us in KZN, April, May of this year. Flooding, what does it look like? I will throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out upon you blessing that you will not have room enough to contain it or store it. We can end there. We can end there. We want to hang on. We want to hang on. He just says, open up and I'll open up. It's the only place God says, I dare you. It's the only place he says, test me. It's like he knew we would battle with this. Bucks, oh my word, I'm going to hang on to it. Test me. My parents have been pastoring for many decades now up in Joburg, a place of sickness and disease. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. from Joburg, sorry. When I was growing up from the pulpit, my dad 
would teach this. And from the pulpit, he would say to the congregation, give your tenth for three months. Test God for three months. And if he doesn't live up to this promise, I'll refund you your money. I'll give you a bucks back. He said to me the other day, he's never had someone come and ask for their money back. Maybe they're too embarrassed, I don't know. No. He's never had someone come and ask for their money back. What I heard as a young man growing up in that church was testimony after testimony after testimony after testimony of financial breakthrough and blessing that could not be contained as people took up the test and tested God as he dared them to. It's in the Bible. And even those who vehemently were opposed to it, as you may be sitting here this morning listening to these words, eventually came around to doing it and could not believe they were blown away by God's blessing. Test me in this. So generosity demonstrates my faith, and I really encourage you, if you're not doing it already, tithe. Tithe and test God and see if he will not throw open the windows of heaven and pour out upon you blessing that you cannot contain. Number six, generosity reveals my character. It reveals the kind of character that you and I really have. Do I have a selfish heart or do I have a generous heart? God uses bucks, money, blessing, time, finances, effort, energy, talents to prove this or disprove it. He says, if you're faithful with what? Little, you'll be faithful with much. Some of you say, I'm just waiting for God to give me much and then I'll show him how faithful I can be. No, you won't. He says, if you're faithful with little, then you can be faithful with much. And if you're faithful with that which is not your own, if you like what I loan you whilst you're on this earth, then I'll give you an even greater blessing in eternity. Did you know that? The rewards and responsibilities that you and I will one day have in heaven are going to be determined by how generous we were on this earth. Look at Jesus speaking, Luke 6, verse 11. And if you are not trustworthy about or with worldly wealth, who will trust you with the true riches of heaven? Answer? Nobody. The question is, what did you and I do with what we were given on this earth? Number seven, we can move a bit quicker now. Giving or generosity brings God's blessing. There's so many scriptures and promises about this. Please research it. Do some homework. If you want God's blessing in your life, do not be a miser. Be generous. Learn to be open-handed. Learn to give freely to those in need. More of your time, more of your energy, more of your talents, more of your energy, more of your mula, your bucks, your money. Give it away. God's promises, he will multiply it back to you and I. Multiply it back to us. 
And again, I think it's so cool that we get to see this modeled so well by Donnie and Ronald. Giving, giving, giving of their time, their efforts, their money, their encouragement, their prayers, their home. Really just modeling it so well for us. This past week, we were able to bless our cousins down at Turning Point Church uh, where they needed a drum kit. And from what we had here, we were able to put it together and bless them with a drum kit. And Don and Donnie in his absence, thank you so much for, for doing that. Saw a cool video on the band group of Don who'd been involved in putting that together, taking it down, setting up for them at Turning Point Church. And this morning, they're able to pra praise and worship with a fully functional drum kit where they thought they had nothing. Demonstrating just a willingness to be generous and to give. That took time. It took travel. It took money. It took effort. If you're willing to give, God sees your heart. Proverbs 22, verse 9. Generous people. You know some generous people? What do you notice about them? They will be blessed. I don't see the maybe. I don't see the possibly. I don't see the might. I just see a simple line that says, they will be blessed. You either believe it or you don't. But God said it. Deuteronomy 15 verse 10. Give generously and do so without a grudging heart. Oh, that's a, like a challenging one. Ah, I kind of want to give this away. Then because of this, because of this, you gave generously and without a grudging heart, the Lord your God will bless you in all your work and all that you put your hands to do. Wow. Would you love God to bless all your work, your business, the things that you're passionate about, what you put your hands to do? I'd love that. The word just says, give generously and without a grudging heart. Wow. What a simple promise. And God will bless all your work and everything you put your hands to do. I don't know if you can tell, I'm quite passionate about this subject. Give generously. 2 Corinthians 9 verse 7 to 8. For God loves the cheerful giver, the person who gives gladly. And God will then generously provide all that you need. Then, after you've been generous and God has generously provided, you will always have everything you need and plenty. How much? Plenty. What? Left over to share with others. Wow. I hope your mind is as blown as mine is. Give and you'll have plenty. Leftovers to give to others. Give generously. It brings God's blessing. Number eight, generosity increases my happiness. Have you seen generous people? They're happy. They are loving. They are kind. They are full of love and compassion, and they just want to give. I'm telling you, it comes from their generous heart. Generosity increases my happiness. The only people who don't know this are the grumpy people that are hanging on to everything they've got. Acts 20 verse 35. You know it well, maybe just not in this translation. There is more 
happiness in giving than in receiving. It's more blessed to give than to receive. Unless you're a child and it's Christmas time. I was there as well once waiting to see what was under that tree for me. Now that I'm older and a bit more mature, I actually get a lot more joy out of blessing others, your family, your kids, friends, right? There's something amazing that happens inside of us that brings true happiness if we have an open and generous heart. You see someone else happy through your gift. Um, wow, maybe it's just a word of encouragement. Maybe it's the time to go and have a coffee with them and invest a moment in their life and in their journey. Maybe it's providing something that they really need or lack in that moment. It will fill you with happiness. And that's why, for me, the promises of God are like so many fold. We can't even understand it. You are meeting someone else's need. And while you do that, your own emotional need is being met. Or you could sit at home and hang on to everything you have yourself. They won't be happy. And guess what? Neither will you. Being generous increases your happiness. Number nine, generosity. How's this, business people? Generosity expands my influence. What? Generosity makes me, you and I, more influential. God uses true generosity. I'm blown away by this one. To unlock influence. Proverbs eleven twenty four, The world of the generous man or woman gets what? Larger and larger. Sounds like the prayer of Jabez to me. Expand my territory. Push back my 10 pegs. How? Through giving. My giving, my generosity. The world of the generous gets larger and larger and the world of the stingy hanging on to everything they've got gets smaller and smaller. Psalm 112 verse 9. They share freely and they give generously to all in need. Their good deeds will be remembered how long? How long? Forever. Forever. What a legacy. Forever. They will have what? Influence. And what? Honor. Things that the world is striving after. Influence and honor. Come from what? My willingness to give. Generosity of my heart. I'm blown away by this in my own life. And yes, I am super grateful for the lessons I was taught as a young man, but also for the talents and the gifts that God has put in me. I, I recognize that. But I cannot believe the places of influence that he's placed me in, in the marketplace, in the business world the tables I get to sit around, the conversations that I'm part of, the audiences I get to reach in our own business and in the wider marketplace. And I'm not bragging this morning about me and how wonderful I am because I'm not. I'm really, really not. I, I'm telling you honestly, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. But actually I can. Because he said, if you give, if you're generous, I will expand your influence. I'll give you honor.
I really like Maddie P's testimony as well, if you're around and you heard that one. I resonate with that completely. I'm no one special. I'm an ordinary guy with faults, plenty. Ask Mesh. Maybe don't. Um, but willing to give some of the time that he's given me to his kingdom, some of the talents he's putting in me in this journey, some of the money that he's blessed us with into this storehouse and others. And God just blesses and expands and expands. And I've shared before from this stage how those two journeys for me are completely aligned. The kingdom and the marketplace. As he blesses in one, he blesses in the other. And as we give, he gives more. And there's so many examples of that, even in this local church. Maddie P sharing recently. Craigie J and your recent journey in the, in the workplace. Jacob, Jacob's new chariot. Do you guys know about Jacob's new chariot? Some of you. Have you got two minutes, Jay? Two minutes. Would you mind, bro? I did ask Jacob beforehand if he would mind sharing today about his new chariot. This is such a cool testimony. Good morning. Uh, <clears throat> when I'm just listening to the preach, I'm, I'm just reminded that uh, the other previous Sunday, Danny asked me again to come and share the testimony where he, he was talking about uh, my workplace. And just the other week, I was with him talking about how frustrated I am with work. And I'm just thinking, hey, I don't even know if I should be there. And he just said, uh, go and pray and ask God what uh, he wants you, why he wants you to be there. And then I just came, I just texted him and I said, I think God wants me to be there maybe for a reason. He wants me to pray for those people. And as soon as I started doing that, and I remember the other week I'm, I shared with Danny, I'm like, I was going to work and my scooter just broke down. I'm frustrated. I don't even know what's happening. And I, I even shared with, uh, with Danny, I said, the time when I, my scooter broke down, I'm frustrated. I said, Lord, I know all things work together for your good, for the good to those that love you and have been called according to your purpose, but this doesn't work for my good. And I think it broke down. I think it was on a Tuesday, Wednesday. Then the other day, it did break down again. And this time, I'm furious. I'm like, <laughs> Lord, this must not be happening. So when I went to work and I was just like trying to share with my boss that no, my bike broke down. Then he said, uh, actually, I want to buy you a brand new one. <laughs> and <laughs> so at that particular time, I'm just thinking uh, maybe it's just gonna be same with the one that I have, maybe a, a 15,000 dollar bike, 15,000 rand bike. And then the other day when I went there, he's asking me, um, how do you like if I buy you the first? The first one that he said was a, it was a Vespa. Then for me, I knew it's an expensive bike. I thought uh, that must not be right. So I shared with Danny. Then the statement that came from Danny said, "I told you when you take care of God's business, you will take care of your businesses." So last week, he took me. He said, uh, "Can we go to Vespa?" 
and I wasn't even expecting it. And then we went there to pick up a brand new bike. And I'm just so thankful to the Lord. You cannot, cannot, cannot out give God. And his response is always exceedingly abundantly above what we ask or think or imagine, right? Thank you for sharing that, Jacob. And for just another example in this local body of, of God's amazing blessing and provision. Number 10, generosity multiplies my money. Here's a really counterintuitive principle for you today. And it's actually linked to that test me scripture that we discussed in Malachi a few moments ago. God has worked out the principles of this universe in such a way that when you and I give him the 10%, he makes the 90% go further than the 100% would have on its own. It's the only place you'll see this mathematical equation. 90% is greater than 100%. Don't use it at school, boys at the back. I check your heads shaking there. No, this is a biblical principle. <laughs> 90% is greater than 100%. Generosity multiplies my money. Proverbs 11.25. A generous man or woman will prosper. He who refreshes others will himself be what? Refreshed. Jacob, you look refreshed with your wind blowing through your hair on that brand new bike. 2 Corinthians 9, 11, you will be enriched so that you can be a fat cat and spend it all on yourself. It says it there, show us, Oni. Oh, sorry, you were just laughing at it by yourself over there. <laughs> You'll be enriched so that, no, so that you can, What? Give even what? More generously. God multiplies your money. Here's a quick illustration for you. Who's close? Jude, can you help me? Don't worry, there's no snake in the bag. Will you peel that back for us, bro? Face the audience, bro. Show them on the camera as well. Oh, shit. Clean up after this. Personally, I blame Jude. But this corn, this mealy, with its pups, is such a lacquer example of this, right? Because, check that out. You can go home now, you can pop that in a pot, and cook it up lacquer, and chow yourself a belly full of mealies on the Cobb, personally, I really don't like it, so you, you really can have it. <laughs> but if you take a seed and you put it in the ground, one of these, what is it going to give you in return? A plant. And what is the plant's yield likely to be, Craig? <laughs> Craig, you will share the sugar yield per <laughs> hectare. <laughs> per plant. You're going to get a couple of these, a few of these, right? I don't know how many, three, six, something like that, cobs on a plant from one, from one. 
Superb. Thank you so much, Jude. You're welcome. Enjoy your lunch, bud. <laughs> what an amazing principle, right? If you put it in the ground, it will multiply. It's like the farmer sitting on the porch, right? People ask, must I tithe on my gross salary or my net salary? I don't know. If you're sitting on your porch as a farmer, are you going to sow and plant in the small field or the big field? All we've heard this morning was with the measure you So God literally says this to us. You give to me, and I'll give to you. And then you give to others, and then I'll give to you. And then you give to me, and I'll give to you, and you give to others, and I'll give to you. Multiplied. And let's see who wins. Let's see who wins. That's basically what dad is saying to you and to us. Luke 6 verse 38, give and it will be given to you. They, they, that's men, will pour into your lap a good measure, what? Pressed down, shaken together, that means I settle it all lacquer into the bag, right? And running over with no more space left for more, for the standard or the unit or the measurement that you use when you do good or give or generous towards other others is what will be used to measure back to you and I in return. So I, I don't know, this week I, I was reading another devotion and I was speaking about Donnie's loaves and fishes. We don't speak about how many in this church. <laughs> but if you have a need this morning, the principle of that story is take your need to Jesus. Yeah? But also take what you have Maybe you're sitting here this morning and you say, Mike, I really don't have much to give. Neither did the lighty with the loaves and the fishes. But they took what they had and they gave it to who? They gave it to Jesus. What did he do? Multiplied, like the corn on the cob. Multiplied those few loaves and fishes so that what? Everyone ate, men, women, and children, and they collected plenty food as leftovers. Take it to Jesus. Give it all to him. He will multiply it. Last too quickly. 11. Generosity brings God's protection. Many people don't know this, but generosity brings God's protection on your workplace, your labor, your finances. Very quickly, Psalm 112, verse 5 to 6. And all goes well for the generous man who conducts his business. What? Fairly. There's that integrity point that we spoke about earlier. Humility's come up. Integrity's come up. Such a man will not be overthrown by evil circumstances. Notice I put them in brackets. You will have evil circumstances. We all do. But when you face them, the promise here is you'll cruise through. God's constant care of him will make a deep impression on who? All who see it. How God looks after the generous man. Malachi 3 verse 10 we've spoken about, but here's the end of 10 and the beginning of 11. And he will pour out for you so much blessing that there'll not be room enough to receive it or contain it. And he'll do what? He will rebuke the devourer for your sakes so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit in your fields. Says who? 
the Lord of hosts, he will shut, shut, close the mouth of the devourer. How many of us could do with that in our business or our home or our bank account or our finances or our grocery cupboard? Close the mouth of the devourer. His promise is today, give, be generous, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. And he'll not just pour out upon you so much blessing that you can't contain it. When the evil one comes to consume it, he will shut his mouth. And that for me is how the 90 becomes more than the 100. Because there's no devourer devouring it. Last one, your generosity will be rewarded in heaven. It'll be rewarded in heaven. Wow. 1 Timothy 6, 18 to 19. Tell them, who? Us? Them? Tell them to use, use their money to do good. So money is a tool. Not to be loved, not to be chased. It's neutral. It's something we can use. Tell them to use their money to do good. Then they will be rich in good works and give happily to those in need, always being ready to share with others whatever God has given them. And by doing so, they will be storing up for themselves treasure where? In heaven. It's the only safe investment forever, for eternity. And they will be living a full Christian life down here as well. You can't take it with you when you and I die. Have you ever seen a hearse pulling a Fenta trailer? No. You can't take it with you, not even to the graveyard. When it's over, it's over. But what this scripture says, what you give to others is sent on to heaven and lies in store and in wait for you and I when we get there. Jesus himself, Luke 16 verse 9. Here's the lesson, Jesus' word. Here's the lesson. Use your worldly resources to benefit others. Read, not you. And make friends. Then when your possessions are gone, they will welcome you to an eternal home. What does it mean to use your worldly resources to benefit others? Well, take some of your time. Take some of your effort. Take some of your energy. Take some of your bucks and bless others be a blessing to them. Why? It'll open the door for you to share with them. Maybe the truth of the word. Why are you doing this? Why are you giving to me? Why are you like this? And as you share that, you have an open door to share Jesus into their lives. I don't know how many people will be waiting for you in heaven one day when you arrive. The scripture says they will be waiting for you. I believe that they is those people. You say, hey, Remember when you contributed to the aircon fund there at City Life? Because of you, I was comfortable enough to sit in that building in February 2023 and hear what Donnie shared. And I gave my life to Jesus. And if you didn't do that, I wouldn't be standing here to welcome you in heaven today. So thank you for giving. I don't know. But all the way through the tapestry of this complex life, it's all tied together in some way and linking back to our willingness to give and to be generous. I'm in heaven because of you. I don't think anyone could ever pay any one of us a bigger compliment. Thank you, Jesus, for the privilege of being part of what he's building. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I'm rushing through this now. It really is a no-brainer because everything I spend on this earth, on myself, I will lose. 
everything I spend on others, I store up in heaven. Where do I want to store my greatest wealth? Here on earth or in heaven? Oh, and in case you don't see the no-brainer part of it, God also says the other things that we've explored already today. is not just what you're storing up in heaven, but when you give here, he multiplies it here. And who will give it back to you? It says men will pour into your lap and you will receive honor and your territory will expand. So you don't just get it in heaven, but you get it returned to you here. Why? So that you can give more and you can be more generous and you can store up more in heaven and you can bless more and impact more and expand more and wow. On and on and on it goes. It is a no-brainer. I hope the cell has been strong enough this morning. So maybe you're sitting here today and you're thinking, Mike, you don't know how little I have as we close now. The widow, if you remember the story, had only two mites. Jesus said she gave the most. Why? She gave everything she had. And I've asked this before when speaking on this subject, but... The question for me, fundamental question someone I heard ask once was, do I give because I have or do I have because I give? Maybe you feel like you don't have much to give. Give whatever he's put inside of you and in your heart. Closing, conversations with my mom that actually led to this preach in the last two weeks. She bakes muffins. Sorry, mom, I know you said this is going to take away your blessing. It's not going to help a bunch of friends over here. She, she take, takes time every week to bake some muffins and take those muffins to the old age home, to the retirement village, to be a blessing to the ladies there. How many of you know you must love to give if you're going to do that? It takes ingredients. You've got to buy that. It takes time. It takes energy. It takes effort to go there and share that with others. Each granny gets one whole muffin. You say, wow, Mike, hardly changing world hunger there, Ma. <laughs> but what does it say to each one of those recipients? I care. I see you. You matter. You are worth it. I love you. And I want to bless you. I can see God's heart reflected in that. Amen. So it's not about how big your gift is. And it's not just about the financial this morning. I hope this has been helpful. I was going to ask the band to come back up. But I think we're out of time this morning. So come on, let's stand together as we, as we pray. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for the truth of your word this morning, Lord. Thank you for sharing with us, Jesus just the practical realities of all the promises that you've attached or some of those 2,000 promises that you've shared in relation to generosity and giving. Lord, I pray for each one here uh, as we have been challenged by what you've shared with us to be more generous with our talents, to be more generous with our time, to be more generous with our encouragement of others, to be more generous financially, Lord, both here at City Life and beyond these four walls as Donnie and Ronell are even modeling with us this morning, along with Marcel and Leith up in Matuba Tuba, Lord. We can be a blessing to those around us. We can be a blessing across borders, Lord, across provinces in different towns and cities, but also locally, Lord, and where you've placed us in the communities, neighborhoods, schools, and workplaces uh, where you put each one of us, Lord Jesus. So I pray, Lord, that as you challenge us in this area of giving, Lord, and as you've said, test me in this, 
for many people in this building today, they would have been struggling with some of these principles. Maybe for those online as well, thinking, wow, I don't have much to give, or Mike, you don't know what you're asking me to do this morning. Jesus, I pray the truth of your word would rest on those hearts today. That as we test you, as we take up that dare, as we take up that challenge, Lord, that you laid down for us in Malachi chapter 3, verse 10. Lord, I just ask for the response to be so overwhelming that we'd have so many more Jacobs and Maddie P's and others standing up here to say, wow, you won't believe what God has done for me and how many I've been able to impact and bless through his continued blessing over my home, over my family, over my workplace, over my business, over our finances, over our time, over my health, whatever it is, Lord, as we've given to others that you've given back to us as you've promised. And Lord, above all, our hearts here at City Life are to make a difference in the community that you placed us in, to make a difference for your kingdom and what you're building, Lord Jesus. And so I ask, Lord, as you've equipped us with this, Lord, to be generous to the world around us, Father. We would do that. We would model that this week and in the weeks and months to come for the extension of your kingdom, Jesus, and for what you're building. And if you're here this morning and you feel like some of what's been shared has touched your heart, or you need prayer in this particular area, or you don't know Jesus and you say, Mike, I want to know him. I would love to just understand what I need to do to give my life and my forever to him. There's nothing bigger. There's no bigger decision that you can make this morning than to turn to Jesus. He has all the answers to all of your questions this morning. And I would love to pray with you. We as leaders would love to pray with you. So if there's anyone who needs prayer of any kind, uh, whether it's financial, whether it's in the area of just your workplace or um, the life that, you know, challenges that you're dealing with, or in terms of giving your heart to Jesus or renewing your relationship with Him, I'm going to ask as the others break now for coffee and tea and hot chocolate that you just come to the front and we'd love to pray with you. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Have a great week. Keep smiling. Enjoy your melee.